Good morning on Sunday the 27th of May 2018. This is the big kickoff. Welcome to the big kickoff, isn't it? Fantastic. Hold on a sec, there's something wrong with your microphone, Shannon. I'm just going to turn it off for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing, everybody. Two hours of this. I've got nothing. <sighs> <laughs> Liverpool, you do this to me all the time. Uh, Give so much and then take we, it away. We've talked about this. The, the, cha- the Champions League. We're going to try and not talk ale, about ale, it. Ale. <laughs> we'll talk about it about halfway through the show. And we'll, never it, shut up about and it then. then. It's probably <laughs> continuous flow. But uh, yeah, a Champions League final with, with talking points. That ah, there's plenty to talk about, thankfully, as well. And it's not just, yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. It is what it is. The, the ride is over. Unfortunately, we didn't get the perfect ending. But yeah. Yeah, that's for nine o'clock. <laughs> I think there's a song. I don't know. It's, uh, personally, I wanted REM, Everybody Hurts, but I'm sure it's more upbeat and uplifting, is it? No. <laughs> I know it is. The yeah. day is long. We're, listen, we, we have plenty to talk about because there <laughs> obviously was the championship final. All of mine is depressing and negative and, and just, ugh. Just play the song, will you? Please. <laughs> chapter um <laughs> there's four walls in this room that's all i have lads on this awful dark 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 morning <laughs> so uh yeah sunday's the 27th of may um that's it what time is it it's 805 40 seconds 41 that's all i've got should i say that no, i'm gonna tip you over the edge <laughs> ah it is what it is listen welcome back <laughs> that's it we're gonna lose people here we're gonna have to start getting up please, please please stick with us I'm, I'm, I'm getting there I'm waiting for the chocolate I'm getting there I'm getting there give me something a bit light Shano give me something a bit light have we got something Pete we couldn't play that commentator remember the video I sent you the other day the American football I wish I could play it people oh, actually yeah, it if brilliant. I really wanted to leave like that guy I'd have press play it was brilliant yeah no I actually uh, where do you want to go Can I, I, will I we start we, with Haley? I think that the, the the legend that she is that we, put, we put it up during the week on our Facebook page and Hayley Moore well do we let Hayley explain no yeah. we don't we kind of explain it first Hayley Moore is works with At The Races yeah and she is actually 
a highlight of at the races because her personality is a hell of a lot more brighter than <laughs> a few of the lads that are in there. And mine at the minute. <laughs> and yours. But she she was uh, at the races, literally. <laughs> One of the horses who the jockeys had fallen off had gone over the finish line and had decided to go around the, the track again. And it's another two miles or whatever it is of, of racing. And she seen the horse and she was doing her interview and, and, and she explains it now, but she didn't really, she wanted to help the horse. Yeah, she didn't want to go around again. I presume it was one of them warm nights and yeah, you know yourself, yeah, yeah. the horse is overheat, putting himself in danger. So this is what Hayley had to say about herself stopping the horse. Oh, she's like me. She couldn't be he arsed. He started to plunge and jump, and and he he fell actually, um, and then deposited his jockey on the floor, and then was at the back of the the race, but then came home riderless. I carried on working, conducted the winning interview with the jockey, and in the background of that interview, I could see this this loose horse still going around Chepstow, which is a big race course. It's almost um, two miles round, and he was about to. Um, head out on his third circuit so you know I, I kind of finished my interview so I thought right I'll put the mic down I've spent years catching loose horses at home and on the gallops um, at, at race meetings if, if ours have got loose and I just thought I need to go and help them and boy does she do it my God, and that the horse must be running about 30 miles an hour yeah. And she stood in front of it as if she's going to... Yeah, Sorry, right, you're Hayley. right, Hayley. It was Hayley. so good. You want to say it twice? Yeah, you don't need to go on about it. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, but she... 30 miles an hour. <coughs> Excuse me. She's, she's going to take it down as if it was some sort of wrestling move. But in fairness... She, some grip. Oh, she clinged on to... Oh, like, I'd say... Probably about 10 yards she got dragged in. Yeah. And then the horse stopped dead. Didn't like, let not, go. Not literally dead. But uh, yeah, they managed to stop the horse and he managed to, I what? presume, go home safely. What? What a save. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well played. Oh, God. Okay, we'll go into uh, Aston Villa. Do you want to talk about Aston Villa? <laughs> At least there's somebody else as miserable as me today. <laughs> Aston Villa yesterday and Fulham. Congratulations. How much is it worth now, by the way? It says 170 million here. So it's up to 170 up, now. It goes up all the time. But then 15 again. billion dollars. <laughs> I think there's a... a for Fulham, it's brilliant for them, and they've had a they had a great surge. It, it shows you, Aston Villa, Aston Villa were up there, yeah, challenging for top spot. And the farm team coming into it, yeah, the letdown of not getting in the promotional spot at the end, the uh, automatic promotional yeah. spot, can kill you. And they just Fulham just got themselves in at the right yeah. time. And I didn't see much of the game, but according to a couple of the Aston Villa comments I heard this morning, it was very much a game of two halves. They weren't really in it at all in the first half, and then they kind of got into it, but just. Yeah, obviously didn't offer too much. But I seen the stamp. Your yeah. man was looking right in front of uh, yeah. Bruce as well. And I was like, Jesus, he's he a lucky boy. Very well, maybe one of the reasons why they got back into it. I it kind of got them annoyed or whatever. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I don't see. I don't. it'll be interesting to see. Does like Sessignon stay? Because the only way he's he's been really the left back at Fulham, Ryan Sessignon. I think he's only seventeen or eighteen, but he's always been mentioned in the papers and always been rumored for everybody. But will he have a season on it? with Fulham in the Premier League before he does anything or will will clubs kind of go right let's see what he's got in the Premier now well let's put it this way if the Champions League team i.e. Spurs come in and look for him <laughs> yeah. that he's gone yeah you know? so that's uh, that's that uh, Villa's problems though it has it here Villa's cash worries could be wiped out because they went for it this year if they won the Championship final but 
defeat which happened would put them under pressure to avoid breaking financial fair play rules yeah. and potentially they really pushed hit. it this year like they bought a, it was a, a few extra boys I know they have added investment they have new owners and they rolled the dice and said right let's heavily invest and get out of here and yeah it hasn't happened and so they have who, the John Terry who you'd expect to, to leave now uh, after one season because uh, he didn't get to he didn't get any sort of bandwagon to jump on at all but listen it really pissed me off the other day when apparently Villa said to him listen you don't have to play against the Chelsea, Chelsea thing uh, oh, putting it in his contract that he wouldn't play against Chelsea ridiculous goodbye just, oh, straight away I'd be like do you know what we're done yeah if you don't want to play against them you're not playing against oh, anyone what is this like he has a loyalty if, well if I was a Chelsea fan I'd be like here listen mate why don't you come and play and kind of show take a look at what you could have won and perform like yeah. respect us mostly by actually playing against us that winds me up like you it know does. it kind of shows actually the lack of respect for much. the club you're with but yeah. he's, he's willing to sell tours around the private ground for 10 grand him and his dad making loads of money on the side at Chelsea hey. that's what they were doing yeah allegedly allegedly <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm, it says here, I'm ready to jump on it well they have on loan Robert Snodgrass Sam Johnson player, and Lewis Grabben who yeah. started ahead of Scott Hogan yesterday the futures of Jack Grealish, James yeah. Chester, and you, you, you pronounce his name. Codger, Jonathan Codger. Uh, would be in doubt. Basically, what's going to happen now with Aston Villa is they're going to a whole new team. And you, go again. we've seen it before. Teams up the top end, one season. Look at Leeds. Could very well be down the bottom end the next season. They could season. be the next Leeds, been around for seven or eight, ten years. Yeah. And look, Leeds are still knocking on the door. Now, I know that's down to ownership a, a little bit. It's not just purely, but... You know, Leeds probably had that window, small window for the first year they went down, keeping one or two players to try and go. But look, Villa now, yeah, it's going to be a complete overhaul by the looks of it. Yeah, and it says Bruce spent only two and a half million last year while raising 18 million from sales to ease the mammoth wage bill. Yeah. That wage bill has got to be cut now. You, you can't. You Plus, can't his um, enthusiasm now. for it, is that, is that going to be around? Well, it has to be around. If yeah. you're doing the job, it has to be around. I oh, know it does, but, but Jesus, what, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, tough task now for Villa. Um, yeah, they're going to be up against it. Clinton Morrison was watching it on Sky yeah, Sports. Yeah, get me, was, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he turns around. In it like. He turns around and he says, oh, God, look. man. He says, this is wrecking be careful my head. He says, <laughs> he says, I says, I'm looking at this game and if I was a Villa supporter, I'd be pulling my hair out and I don't even have hair. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't even care. Top of the morning, I don't Timmy even boy. care who wins this game. Yeah. But if I was, I'm getting frustrated with these Villa lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me, boy. Yeah, so I love him. He's great. Uh, but yeah, so Gerard hates him. <laughs> Gerard he hates puts him in his book, Morrison, saying he's a cocky twat. Like he really does he? Yeah, he, he always used to grind his gears a couple of years, and he was kind of making a name for himself at Palace. Palace always had this cocky like Clinton Morrison. I always laughed when I read that bit in his book. Yeah, oh, right. he couldn't wait to beat him. Uh, I like Clinton Morrison. Ah, God. And listen, he, he's he's been on Soccer Republic a few times. He went down to a few of the FAO Cup games around the countries and stuff. He's great crack. Yeah, yeah. Never let us down. Rugby yesterday, what did you... Yeah, rugby, I <clears throat> obviously seen the first 60 minutes and then he switched over, but by all accounts, a very tough, uh, very tight affair to start. They managed to keep my arm's length a little bit, but it was, it was very t- touch and go up until half time where it was going to go, and then for about 15 minutes, uh, Leicester went on a bit of a sporting, got that nice 20, 25, I can't remember exactly how big it was, but when they switched it over to the to the Champions League, it was as good as done, but then I heard the scoreline was only... About six or eight point difference, but I'd say it might have been more. Scarlets went on the charge, mm. and uh, they were kind of like, "Feck it, we're done," or they were easing off. Like at the end of the day, the last three weeks have been seriously taxing on that and the body of theirs. And listen, credit where credit's due, and 
Joey Carby does well as well, playing at number 12, set up uh, one of the tries, and you're saying to yourself, uh, I think it's Neil Francis who always gives his opinion, never sits on the fence, is like, yeah, if he goes to Munster, his career's over. What, what's the point in going down there? Yeah. You know, and it makes you think on, Leo, are you going to ring the lads and go, he's going nowhere? Like, like the way I was saying it to, to Darren, because I was out with him, a rugby guy, I basically said, what's the crack? Like, Sexton's probably 30, 31, 32. Like, he's probably only going to play maybe half the season for Leicester, maybe yeah. even less nowadays, because that's the way it is in this game. And his body has taken and some background. he said it, like he said, he's had a lucky year where he's managed to be fit for most of the season, yeah. which is not like him. So, would it be worth another year potentially only playing half of it or maybe playing a little bit more next year in the club side of things because Sexton isn't far away from potentially, or even if he plays fullback, Rob Kearney's probably not a million miles away from finishing up as well. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they're in their early 30s and you don't really play till 35, 36, 37 at rugby because it's so well, taxing and tough on the body. And Anything I have read has that, that's the general consensus. Yeah. That it should hang around because Sexton is, he's in the twilight now. Yeah. And he'll, yeah, be, probably, he'll be looked after. Probably not because his, he wouldn't be able to play. It's just because his body has taken such a yeah. pattern over, over the years. Like Especially sure. the last, over the last five years with concussion. And, and concussion, uh, like I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a serious game that they play and yeah. they take serious knocks. So it'll be very interesting to see, does he move? Um, and if he does, where does he go? Does he go to Ulster or Munster? And at the moment, just, it'd be very, I'd say for him, he'd find it very hard to leave that. Yeah. Very, very hard to, to leave. It's a juggernaut of a team at the moment. And it's a team that can really go on for another couple of years. And he could be part of the exchange and hopefully things still carry on. If Sexton goes, he could be, it's, it's, it's a, it's a strange time from, yeah, going down there. Does that immediately kind of go, well, I'm after moving for you, Joe. Are you going to put me in the team now? Like, what if it doesn't? You know, it's a tough one. And what is the New Zealand fellow who plays for an Issa? Issa Nisewa, yeah. Nisewa, I believe he's going to retire. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's finally retiring again and good luck to him. Incredible career. Um, obviously, he was with them and then he went off to France or England or whatever. Yeah. And then he actually came back. Obviously, one of the guys who kind of got bitten by the bug and refuses to give it up. And uh, yeah, credit where credit's due and obviously being the hero, kicking a few points there in the, in the Champions Cup final and stuff like that. So yeah, um, there's room. And but I, I liked his reason, and his reasoning was, I Leinster have set standards, and they are high standards, and I can't meet Ancient. those anymore. So that's that all boys uh, good for Irish rugby. Yeah. That the standards are there; yeah. that there is a good level. And I mean, of course, they've won the double Ireland. Have been brilliant in the in the, the Six Nations. Like it's, an so. it's an incredible. Soon as you said that, it just harks back to the famous interview where. O'Driscoll was on straight after the game after I think it was one of the defeats or one of the he said listen I'm sick of it I said we need to change our mindset mm. this was only probably his second year in it I said we need to change our mindset instead of these gallant defeats you know we're here to win and blah blah and it was kind of the dawning of the real forced professionals and it, it obviously happened mm. and like the attitude of Irish it's great to see Irish sports people having that attitude like that like we're not here for the bit of crack yeah. we're not here to it's like it's win and we are one of the best and we're going to ram it down people's throats like Leinster are a bit New Zealand like in the club in a club game the way they, that will to win and that victory and people do look up to them and, and it looks like hopefully for the next couple of years it could be incredibly dominant yeah, yeah. but it oh. is it goes to show you the mindset oh yeah no and it's it's exactly what our sport not just rugby and a lot of them need needs. to take now yeah. okay bit of the yeah. tide. please be a happy song
Sunday the 27th of May. Hello, it's still half eight. We still lost. Life is still <laughs> dark and bleak in my world. Please give me something. Oh, well, in fairness, poor old Rory's doing his best to try and take people out with him, was he? He was on a rampage yesterday. <laughs> well, I, I, I switched over and I just seen he was, he was on his... Was he on his I think he had, it was a two people, two... And one of them was a ricochet off one after. Yeah, there you go. There you There's the headline. So, <laughs> Rory McIlroy joked that he felt like Phil Mickelson after an eventful third round 71. Too which is actually, was. Which is actually a good round in the end. Yeah. At the BMW PGA Championship in which he hit two spectators and an on course. In separate, uh, in, in, in separate instances. In separate shots. So there was two of them, but one of them didn't ricochet. ricochet off them all. And, and no, <laughs> he's not that good. <laughs> Some comedy moment where they all just <laughs> dropped at the same ping, time. Ping. No. Uh, McElroy led by three shots overnight after uh, seven under t- 65 on Friday. Yeah, and a 67 from the Thursday. Yeah, so he was in flying form. And this, oh, he's flying it. This is McElroy all over. McElroy is a three-rounder. He is, isn't he? Unbelievable. He's a three-rounder. Normally, he starts off a poor one, and then he's trying to... So, hopefully, that's it done, and him and Molinari... Now, Molinari has incredible form there. Um, I think in the last six, he's been in the top ten, and was runner-up, I think, last year. So, it could be a great day, because Molinari obviously likes the course, knows it well. McElroy is a bit 50-50, but obviously, he's won there. But if McElroy can keep it down the middle... It could be a great day, especially yeah. if Molinari shows up as well. So it could be one of them great, de- uh, like last seven or eight holes when the two of them battling out, and especially with the two par fives. And at the end, yeah, it could be a good day. And There's hopefully, a, it's a it's a great tournament. I love this tournament. I love Wentworth. Yeah, it's great. The Burden Law went, and he was telling me all about. It. He just said it's brilliant. Just outside is, Surrey. Is that the course that Bruce Forsyth and all had? Ah, oh, good old Brucey. I think loads of them had uh, pro ams and stuff. No, uh, they lived there. Oh, um, there's I know. Be big, lot of big houses within. Oh, there's loads. Of them. I think Ernie Yells is there, and, and and the golfers too. Basically, that used to be. Remember the before these World Golf Championships happened. Remember the match play tournament. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. It was always in Wentworth yeah. every year, and that was always a big thing. And I think he won four or five years in a row, and just loved the course. And I think he bought a nice. It's kind of like his European base, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it's the same for a lot of golfers. And then, of course, a few of the famous people. It's not a million miles outside of London. It's in Surrey in the nice nice plush parts and uh, what have you. Yeah, So it is. It's one of them grand estates or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a great course, though. And the two par fives at the end, you're never out of it because you can, obviously, with these big hitters, they can get two birdies and, and, and either solidify what they have or yeah. try and catch up. But then again, if you do the two pairs, it changes everything, you know. So, yeah, hopefully it's good days playing. We see some form. But like a bit like a probably a bit like McElroy's attitude, you kind of go, yeah, if you win, I'm delighted for you. But deep down, it's like, just show up at the majors, please. Please. Just for us and the beauty of watching it. Because as much as Tiger is back and messing around and, you know, he's, he is the next behind Tiger ahead of everyone else. So hopefully it's the start of a decent summer yeah. and he's involved. In any big championship, whether it be whatever sport it, it, it is, yeah. you always want the big players to show up. Yeah. And show what they can do. And that's mm. the whole purpose of it. So McElroy has let himself down probably in... in Maybe the last few years, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and uh, who knows? Like ever since that bloody five aside, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he's been a, a one a major since the. Remember, it wasn't his knee or whatever, his ankle or whatever he did with it. Um. So yeah. So he the, the first shot he hit was yeah. It, it was a, kind of a as it says here an ambitious attempt to uh, advance his ball and as he had a, a hampered backswing, but when he hit the ball, he was about to. Yeah, and the uh, Marshall came along. You can't do it because one of the fans was holding the, the the branch, 
and uh, I seen it afterwards the slow-mo he hits it and you're like where's the ball and it actually comes out of the bush yeah and that's obviously when it hit the marshal and then hit a, hit one of the uh, this woman on the arm and <laughs> she really looked like looked it, like it, it in did. Fairness and to she's her. proper like she took it she yeah. took it on board it was, no, she was trying, putting a brave face on in fairness to her and I thought Mac like, went over and gave her a bit of a hug or something <laughs> you know but he kind of <laughs> looked, he looked a bit sheepish but anyhow so he's back on the radar again yeah. and it'll be interesting that could be an interesting day Wentworth's yeah. always a good one so, and it's a big tournament so we'll wait and see how it goes uh, we had what is his name now hold on give me a second give me a second give who are we talking about here or what are we talking about give me a second give me a second we have a new world champion uh, Ireland Pentathlon oh yeah should be yeah, always big there up. we are uh, yeah Ireland has a, a new Pentathlon world champion Ah, the modern pentathlon. Am I right in saying that? Is yes, this what it is? Yes. yes, this is the one where it's running and shooting. It's all sorts. All Will you sorts. tell me? Arthur Langan O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the World Cup, uh, the pentathlon World Cup was in Bulgaria and he needed to finish, uh, a first place finish in the final event of the competition known as the Laser Run to become World Championship. So Had this a- is over a, a few events is I it like a few uh, like a bit like a, a Grand Prix World Championship there's a couple of dates and yes yeah right yeah brilliant so the the modern pentathlon has been part of the Olympic Games since 1912 right. and sees athletes compete in five events fencing swimming uh, equestrian show jumping and a combined event laser run where competitors complete four rounds of laser pistol shooting with an 800 meter run between each round I bet you somebody from Britain created is this just a whole down in the pub what can we create here? That's what I'm saying. Throw a like, mishmash of anything at all. I say, St. John, why don't we create yeah. a, an event where we have some fencing and I should be throwing some swimming water out. Like, it's a, that about, is incredibly random. Dart standing on a wobble board <laughs> drinking half a pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll leave that no, one. We'll leave that one it's out. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him and a woman called Coyle, I can't think of her surname, a blonde-haired lady, the, the, the two of them are fairly... Decent, they're in the top 10, top 20 in the world. Natalia, Kyle, yeah, why is she there? She is. Oh, well, there you He's go. He's already won silver at because the event. they partnered up for an event and they were fancied because obviously yeah. they're, ha- they're they're quite decent in their day. And I just remember kind of from Rio, and uh, yeah, as you can see, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 but it's mad. I think one of them's military, which is not surprising, yeah, the bit of a jack of all trades. But I, I'd say that's where it probably would have derived from a hundred years ago. A couple of military boys went, I've a, I've an idea. I, I'm a better swimmer than you yeah but I'm a better shot than you well I can fence better than you yeah. but let's all see, let's see overall <laughs> maybe that's where it came from huzzah <laughs> I'm only guessing it probably has nothing to do with that but we can always uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go to a song and then... fencing would you, would, you, would you give fencing a go when I give that in a go would I be any would good you, at it I'd tell you would and the buzz is over uh, Play the song. Here's, yeah. here's a, a song for uh, what an Liverpool fans. That's all you have for the next two hours of, uh, to get the better me. Well played.
you go. Bit of Mark McKay, bit of give it up, give it up, bit of maniac. That's a good song. It's a good little pop tune, isn't it? As you said, it doesn't sound like Mark McCabe, kind of. Nope, well, it obviously isn't him singing. No, (laughs) but it's his song and he produced it. If he could do all that, you're not expecting that from him. No, good tune. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a step up from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) M-A-N. I see. Here, let's yeah. play that before before we go. He's actually playing in the Leaslip Festival next weekend in the courtyard. Courtyard, and it's great setup up there. Have who they got? Smash hits are on. I I heard the smash hits are good. I'd say for a night out, bit of crack. They play all the probably pop tunes. I hate them as soon as the first bar of the song. Oh yeah, and you're giving it loads with a few points. I'd say it's great crack. So Mark McCabe obviously is playing up there, and Have we played night? the Riptide Movement, who are also yeah. playing. Up it's there. a great, it's a great weekend every year. And there's one other. T- Oh, Taylor Hudson. Is it Taylor Hudson? Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor, that's the one. <laughs> Taylor Hudson Swifty. Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, what? <laughs> Up there as Hudson well. Taylor. So, yeah, in- interesting. And of course, there's Salmon Leap. Let it burn. Salmon Let Leap it have uh, IEDC. That's uh, ACDC. They have uh, Abba Esk or something. One of, the, one of those. Can't beat them again. as well. They have all the. the, the, the no Oasis, remember all them? Yeah, No Oasis. There's, some great, there's some great uh, cover band names. But they're all. On in the salmon leap, so and Luke and are doing. We get a duck race in September. <laughs> <laughs> we get to walk around the MC. Now, in fairness, I still haven't done it, and I'm dying to do it. Um, but Manager- we'll, we'll get there. The managerial merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. So, anyone we- sacked you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a few gone, and hasn't few started yet, in. but I'm sure somebody might be sacked. Your thoughts on Pellegrini going in as West Ham manager, first of all. For him, mm. and second of all, for West Ham, um, decent manager, decent coach, been around, but it's a potential another career ender. If you know what I mean, um, needs a bit of time. I'm not saying he needs years and years, but he needs a bit of time. Next year, he needs to just be solid, keep him away from the, ba- the bottom as much as possible, keep him at arm's length, and keep him mid table at best. That's that small fry. That's what he should be doing. But you never know with West Ham; they might that might be enough. What, what do you know, West Ham expect more? Don't yeah, they? but that's what I'm saying. It probably won't be enough. But that Muppet wants them to turn Declan Rice into England's number one centre half. So <laughs> I rest my case. So do they know what they're looking for? Do they know what's going on in their club? Do they know who they are? Like, or is it just they're of the year where they're finishing up and the Suns are coming up? And you never know; it could be the Suns getting more power now, talking absolute rubbish and know nothing what they're doing, but they want to play with Daddy's toys. Like, do you know what I mean? Potentially, is it a safe bet? Or is it, could they have been, I suppose, more aspirational going for a Eddie Howe or, or, a, or someone yeah. who will, a young uh, manager who will bring something fresh? I would love, I would have, I'd love that to happen. But at the same time, I'd almost, if I was an agent or if I was, I'd be like, Let, let's do this, but let's not go to West Ham. Yeah. It could ruin your career. You're on the up, mate. Say like you're Eddie Howe, you're on the up. I don't think we should go there. Yeah. yeah it's almost a bit like England. Oh, we give it a lash because imagine if I'm the one who brings a bit of success. But West Ham, it just keeps going over and over. They have a little flirt with top seven and eight and oh, we fancy ourselves again and then they just go straight back down again because... Yeah the mercenaries get bored or they move on because unfortunately that's they have the London pull but they get the best of the rest if you know what I mean yeah. and most of them are mercenaries like they've some decent players but as Fergie said what's this West Ham way mediocre mid-table football I don't want to be a part of that Yeah, and he's bang on the money you know this West Ham way is nonsense Pellegrini I like the, the man I always thought he was quite classy at City obviously got him a league title Yeah, uh, he's had a decent career around Europe and obviously in Spain is he a, is he 
a la Roy Hodgson come in and steady the ship and, 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 and maybe bring in the new Eddie Howe style manager afterwards? You never know. Well, we're thinking along the lines of, I suppose, logic. And there yeah. hasn't been a lot of logic at they West don't. Ham. Yeah, jeez, they don't. And I would say Pe- their thought process is more than likely Pellegrin is in, he won stuff, he'll win stuff for us. <laughs> I'd say it's as simple as that. And I don't. Well, make sure you don't rest players in the bloody cups then, because that's the only trophies you're going to win. That's the only trophies you're going to win. Half yeah. of these teams, oh no, we have to stay in the league, we have to stay in the league, we have to stay in the league. Well, win a cup as well while you're at it. I'm so, I'm... Harry Redknapp had a say. Oi, oi. Always a bit of a surprise, a surprise appointment, to be honest with you. We always end up looking abroad. You can't tell me there's not some good young managers about in the, in the championship and who have done great jobs or, or you know, who do deserve an opportunity to match. If they even had Stuart Pierce at West Ham, who, you know, was there with David Moyes, Pierce could have done the job, no problem. You know, no disrespects to Pellegrini, but winning the Premier League with that squad he had at Man City, there's every chance you've got to win in the Premier League. So... One thing's for sure, if he keeps the same squad he's got now, he will do very well to get in the top eight next year at West Ham. I don't know. I mean, we always end up looking abroad when they're so appointed. I, I, I mean, are you disappointed it's Pellegrini, yeah. Harry, or disappointed that it's not somebody from, no, from this country? No, I don't think it's an exciting appointment. I've got to be honest, you know, for me, I think there's people they could have found here. You know, West Ham's a fantastic club. Do you think with Poach Eddie Howard or, or, or Sean Dyche, why they, there's some great young managers in this country at the moment. Given the opportunity, could you know, can do the job, but they don't get the opportunities. There's managers in, in, in the championship, they can do the job if you give them the tools. They're not idiots, give them the tools. If you don't give anyone the tools, I don't care how clever they are, they can't do the job. Pellegrini's not going to be a, a big success unless they improve the playing squad drastically. It'd be a move sideways for Eddie Howe and Sean Dyche. That's why they're not taking it. Yeah, no, at I the moment, they're on their level. I, I actually only I didn't hear that clip. But yeah. Eddie Howe stands out for me because I thought he should have been looked at maybe for the Arsenal job, yeah, and we'll yeah. come to that now in a second. But Sean Sean Dyche has done an unbelievable job at Burnley. Incredible job, unbelievable job. Yeah. But now whether he can keep them up in, in that top half of the table next year, it's a, it's always a, a dilemma. And, and, and so that's the problem with these do. clubs. Do you kind of do we keep doing what we're doing and stay where we are? Or do we try and flirt with going up another position or two? And unfortunately, when they do that, that's when they start going that way. Yeah, it always happens. It's kind of like let's let's just stay in the train and try and rob a cup instead. Like let's stay eighth forever because if we try and flirt with, we think they'll never be able to do it consistently. If bar the top six, <coughs> may, maybe seven, or maybe even probably just top six. Anyone after that top six, it's a bit like the championship. You could finish anywhere in the Premier League depending yeah. on your circumstances and how you start and what have you 100%. so just because you were 8 last year you're the 8th best team in, in, in the Premier League yeah. you need to make sure that you put survive the, again yeah, survive again next year it's all about surviving so yeah. and for clubs at that level to stay in the Premier League with the money that's there it's massive and be clever you know you'll really never break in I know we can always bring up Leicester but that was a fluke and we all know it was a fluke it was one of them beautiful storms it doesn't happen that often and hardly, and it's going to get less and less. And that's why it was so beautiful mm. because... Speaking of which, Ed Woodward uh, with Man United, it, it is going to get less and less because they're all delighted uh, because the business side of things is flying. He was over at the New York Stock Exchange saying business-wise, we're fantastic. Who cares about the football? Um, and one of the, thing, the things he said moving forward, it's going to be the streaming services. Yeah. They're looking down that road. So it should be interesting to see 
uh, what's going to happen with the likes of Sky and they're going to try see they want a piece of the pie that what Real Madrid and Barcelona get because the piece of the pie they get now is huge but it'd be even bigger if it was their own and uh, that's they're, they're banging on a bit and they're all apparently in bed together in that sense they all want to do their own thing and yeah. say right we're getting a couple of we might be getting a billion here but let's get five or six billion I don't know what it not is not good for football fans though. no it, and it'll just make them even bigger and, and the less their surprises will be even more minuscule right. of ever happening again even if Leicester City have their own fan TV and <laughs> Burnley have their own fan TV and Man United yeah. and Liverpool now. it just means that your average game that you might watch on a Sunday is yeah. gone because you don't Plus get you to might watch get, it. Yeah, you'll only watch your own club as well That's potentially it. and you, you wouldn't have a clue what you're looking at no. half the time. So it'll be interesting. Rude Hullet had, had a bit to say about Sean yeah. Dyche when we're, ta- when we're talking about in- English managers or homegrown managers for that side of the uh, Credit where Christ you. It was, this is good. Yeah. Should he be manager of the year, by the way? I think he had a very strong case for it. I think he had the strongest case because, of course, when you have a lot of money, you can buy the place. He doesn't have it. And he did a marvellous job. So I think he should have been the manager of the year. Now, can I just say, you just made a point right. So when I was watching this fellow on the TV, I did not think I'd be standing at the FA Cup (laughs) final on the radio... On the side of the pitch, with him saying I should be manager, I'm, 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 I'm almost gone into shock, and that very rarely happens for me, I'll tell you. Of course, you can't say that by yourself, but I look at it from the outside. You know, the managers now, the top six, they have all the money in the world, they, and they have to perform with that money. You don't have that at your disposal, so therefore, you need to do everything to get them in shape, to battle all these big teams, and you did a great job, so therefore, manager of the year. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And you, you know, you are on, on something because we, we do have to build a different way to be successful. You, you know, we, we, can't, we can't literally just uh, roll a team out and just say they know what they're doing. We do. No, you need no, to no. scramble. You need to hard work. And to do that every week, fantastic job. There you go. Uh, well, you yeah, brought a point there. You brought it up there, but yeah, you know, keep taking time. Imagine you only get signed by him and you'd be like, is he giving out? No, he just no, always talks like that. Yeah. Is he giving out to me or what? Dave, I watched you go down. All oh, right, steady on me. Jesus, I'm only here. Wait. Tommy Cooper. Yeah, no. Young man. Man walked into a bar. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Okay. It was, wasn't it? Uh, but just yeah, like that. It, for, me, for me, <laughs> Chris Hutton. That's at the root of my voice. Uh, Chris Hutton, Sean Dyche. Should, one of them should have been They're the future They're the future uh, they, Jerry. Were, they were brilliant absolutely brilliant yep. this year and it said <laughs> Harry Redknapp made the point with Manchester City or Manchester United you should be challenging for things so 100% it, it, to get manager of the year with those teams you nearly have yeah. to be winning in Europe I right? agree with him um, but it's, it, I think it's just that one job I'd be a bit wary of the up and coming guys going somewhere like there and all of a sudden their stars completely falling and it's not even their fault Yeah. It, about West Ham but somebody else I go yeah Cover. And yeah, it was a pity. Even Arsenal's appointment wasn't. You're kind of. Oh, no, yeah, mm. What do you think? Um, I'm not going to include his. I wouldn't include his um, last couple of years of PSG because I'm sorry, I'd, I'd have won everything with them over there. They're so strong. Now, that could be highly disrespectful to the man. But um, he was a Valencia he was with? Sevilla. Sevilla. Sorry, yeah. And in fairness, a great job there. And uh, a great team and play some decent football and try their best to punch above their weight with the Giants. But done excellent in Europe and credit where credit's due. Got the gig at Paris. Obviously went out with a bit of a whimper this year because that's what it's all about. They're so strong now. It's all about Champions League. So 
And another thing I said even last night, it's only a, it's a, it's a cup game. Yeah. It, like, the Champions League's tough. Because look, you know, you're dominant for 25 years. I think they only got to four finals. Mm. When you look at what Real Madrid are doing, like it's yeah. cup competition. So it shouldn't be a surprise that a Liverpool or, or these other, like it's, it's more what you do over the whole season, yeah. personally. And that's why, as great as Real Madrid are at this cup competition, you know, geez, they, were, they weren't even close in the yeah. league this year. Very no, surprising. No. But it just goes to show you the difference of leagues and cups and what have you. But Unai Emery, yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. Did you see his, his interview? Did you see the whole show yeah. around the club? And, yeah, and like, look... It could be exactly what they need. It, 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 it's hard to tell because of Paris, because of the, not ease, but he was always going to probably win every trophy going. But it'd be interesting to see, has he got that bite? Because he needs to really ruffle a few feathers there if he's keeping a couple of them. And he needs to bring in players who are going to ruffle what's already there and say, yeah, there's a new sheriff in town and there's a new attitude. Because Aubameyang came out last last week and said, yeah. this is a good thing. It's stagnated under Wenger. Maybe he knew he was always going he and that's why he signed. Here. Yeah, but he's only been there since January, so maybe he knew he was going, and that's why he signed because, you know, it's been stagnant. It has been stagnant and whatever. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. But I'd love him to kind of put a stamp on, and it's all well and nice. That's all nice saying it, but will he do it? It'd be interesting. Ian Roy had to say always. At the end of the day, you know, Emery feels like he is he, he's the man for the job. Obviously, that's why he's taken it, and for whatever reason he's got it, you just hope um, that when you listen to the different. Um, different opinions about him, he's, whether he's defensive, attacking, whether he's man manager or not. You're just hoping that in this time that he is going to do the right job for Arsenal because they do need and need quickly to start get, gaining ground back on the teams that are in that top four. And so hopefully he'll be able to, to come in and do that. And to the disgruntled Arsenal fans this evening, what would you say? Well, I think that look, being disgruntled, I can't, I, I wouldn't be disgruntled about. Unai Emery I think that the mm. fact that all of a sudden he's come out of left field when everybody's thinking okay it's going to be Arteta just waiting for it to be announced that's the only problem I think if Unai Emery comes in and we do see a difference in the intensity of the players and more desire more drive more consistency everybody will get on get, get on side and that'll be, that's all that Arsenal fans want to see there you go now I actually think it's a good Appointment. Yeah. The reason why is because he has he has good experience. Mm. He's still on the younger side yeah. of managers. Yeah, he's only what, 44, 44 yeah, years old. Yeah. From what I've read about him and heard about him, he's meticulous in everything he does. Apparently he's a very good man manager. He's good with the lads, like apparently. He's very yeah. good. Yeah, apparently he's great with one on one one. Uh, supposedly it's video, 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 video. He's talking to people, showing this is what you've done, this is what you've done in this game, this yeah. is what you've done, you did it again here. So nice and clear. Information is always there. Yeah. It's just it's gonna be interesting. Has he got the discipline? He he did he did have a conversation about Neymar mm-hmm. and he says there's only one person who runs Paris Saint Germain and that's Neymar. So it's not a good Afterwards. That's yeah. what he said. Ooh. Yeah. So, it, it, so, so so many all these crazy stories where most of them were true. True. Were they? Yeah. So it's sad, isn't it? That shows you that that if you look at Paris Saint Germain, take away from uh, Unai Emery. If you look at Paris Saint Germain, they've obviously gone down the wrong route because if they're going to let players dictate the club, uh, they don't have any respect for managers. Yeah. And so, why would a, a team have respect for the manager if they know that a player is you know standing yeah. over them? So. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. I'm up for whoever, in fairness, whatever about him. I'm up for whoever takes it over because, and it's not. I I don't think it's going to be a massive leap next year, but it should be just a nice change in attitude, a nice change of. Geez, this Arsenal side are awkward. Don't fancy playing Arsenal anymore. That's what you need next year because to break that four is going to be tough next year. Who did they bring in? What players did they bring in? To yeah, sure, it'll, it'll be interesting. 
I mean, it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see. You know, he might, four or five need to go. Four or five need to come, come in. in and be bigger and better than what they have. Goalkeeper you know? might be one of them as well. Yeah. Why why'd you bring up him? Petr Cech. Uh, Petr Cech hasn't really... I have a couple of keepers I think they, they could get if they want. Yeah, Cheap. They want to go up, <laughs> go up the table. Uh, oh, it's nine o'clock, you know. That means only one thing. Oh, no. <laughs> just before we go to a song it's something a, a bit light is it yeah it's not really a funny story it's just more of a, more of a tale more of a, a, an experience we, we were just talking about Sean Deutsch there and should have been prob- probably up there for manager <laughs> uh, he had a, a, a tale or more of a, a, a comment on, on Brian Clough and his days we'll talk to you then after the song what's your favourite everyone's got a favourite Brian Clough story he's dealt with you what's your favourite you must have one Um. Well, the most amazing, the most amazing, not my favourite, but the most amazing one is, because I'm telling this because the chairman's here, but I remember thinking as a young man... You're not like, going this on strike, are you? No, no, that was, <laughs> I wasn't there then. This is one when I was actually there. I was sweeping the dressing room after a game, and he'd hang around, and he didn't really... There wasn't a big... There'd be a quick chat after the game, but he'd more sort of sit there observing the players and maybe drop a little comment on someone and, you know, a little thing on someone. I remember he was talking to a player and the chairman of the club, bear in mind, chairman of the club, Morris Worroth, he came to the door and I was sweeping the floor and he went, not now, Mr. Chairman, off into your room and I'll see you in a minute. And I thought, it's the chairman of the football club. And I remember thinking, as a chairman, and he was like, uh, you can imagine the word that I missed out there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, who, you know, even as a young man, I thought, it's the chairman. But he ran the joint. And, and by the way, the, the hilarious thing was, Chairman, OK, <laughs> turn around. And walked up and I just thought, you know, he was that sort of... But sort of, you know, it's hard to explain. Not in an offensive way. It was quite harsh words, but I don't know how to describe it. He just had this moment of genius of dealing with people. And, but he's the best I've ever seen to make. If, if he told you you'd done well, oh, you couldn't fit through the door. But if he told you you'd done badly, you'd go under the door with a top at him. No, but it was like that, so <laughs> there's a few more stories some I can't tell. <laughs> Liffy Sound, this is the big kickoff. 27th of May, it's 9 11. 9 11. It is my, that was my 9 11 last night. No disrespect. Sorry, everybody. But, and now look, uh, as finals go from the outside, obviously you wouldn't be overly enamored of Liverpool to win, but take that aside for one second. As finals go, did you find it entertaining as, the, as a neutral in it? First of all, I want to say before we say it, if Liverpool had won the Champions League, yeah. I'd get over fairly quickly. Yeah. All right. The only reason. Liverpool is because of listening to people all right? and there's a lot of people out there that I know of who would have wrecked your head just keep going on and on and I'm sure it's the same oh, it's with, the same with every club and so geez, all my main friends couldn't, for, they couldn't wait to get on me yesterday for I me like, I actually have so nothing I, I, I like Liverpool Football Club I love Liverpool the city the yeah. people are brilliant so it's not it's nothing got to do with oh yeah of course like that. So, but as a neutral was it a decent final it was yeah it was it wasn't rubbish at all. It was decent. It was probably a 
seven or maybe eight out of ten yeah. if you bring the goal into it yeah the, but no it was a good game it was disappointing from different aspects and I think we'll go into that now in a second but I just have a clip here about I suppose the build up to the game because yeah, yeah. it's a huge thing for your team to get into it's a monster maybe event. not for Real Madrid it's, it's nearly yeah. every other year but it is it's year, so rare was it 11 years since we were last in the final and they don't come along that often they don't often. come along that exactly. often and it seems to be Spanish teams that get into these finals all the time now anyhow you know so uh, but yeah there was a few uh, Liverpool supporters to had a little talk about how they got across I love your mad bus. Uh, on, mad tell bus us about it. Yeah, so we leave. Uh, well, we've left by now. By the time you listen to this, we leave two a.m. on Thursday morning. So Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and then we get to um, Dover, and we're doing the, the Channel Tunnel. So we're even doing the West Channel crossing. Brilliant. I loved it when I found out there was no toilet. There's no toilet. <laughs> There's no toilet on the bus. No. No. Oh, no. Right. So, which will so be then, fine. That'll be fine. That, that's, that's a peaks yeah. and troughs sort of conversation, yeah. not one necessarily for the BBC either on a, on, a, on, a, <laughs> on a Thursday night. But you know, so by the time this is going out, we're in Berlin, and we've and we've that's actually, a great stop though. I know it is, and we've got like a decent night out in Berlin planned, uh, and then we leave midday, and then we drive to Ukraine basically, and a um, little stop just outside Kiev, isn't it? About hundred miles out, just to kind of freshen up a bit, and then into Kiev. Saturday morning that's what it's all about and look when I hear the stories of of Liverpool getting to all the finals in the late 70s early 80s you know the stories are as much about how people got there and the trains and the you know on the dole in, in Paris drinking wine and all that and then you know about the game itself and so it is a, the adventure is a massive part of it so I am glad at the moments that we are doing <laughs> it <laughs> it is I listened to a story from an Irishman mm. uh, it was on an, another a rival uh, station <laughs> and he had got he went to look for uh, tickets or flights and the flights were something like 1500 quid oh, massive, yeah. they put all they, they, it was rip off central for everything so they decided right listen we'll have a little look at flights elsewhere they got a flight to Munich. They got a flight. It went to Italy. It went to Istanbul. Which I think there was four or five flights, and it cost them three hundred quid. Whether a direct one, well, slightly direct. I don't think there's actually a direct one. I think it was a one-stop flight. Yeah, was yeah. about fifteen hundred quid or so. So everyone was looking at different angles of trying to get there. I think he had it, the hotels we were talking about. There was a hotel right on the stadium, right beside the stadium, that was fifty ni- or quid a night the night before it, and fifteen thousand. Yeah the night of the match which is absolutely ludicrous like I'm all for making a few quid out of Europe coming to your city I'm all for it but it's extortion they, they did it in Bilbao as well apparently yeah. the price of accommodation for the Friday and say Saturday night in Bilbao as well it was criminal Yeah, double your double your rates or whatever fine make your money they're going to drink it book a load of beer give, give them as much money in their pockets yeah. and you'll make it don't worry about it like Pricing the fan out of it. That's slowly but surely. That's what it is. They're pricing the fan out yeah. of these trips. And and mate, you got a ticket. He, he won the ballot, and then it got to the point where I, was, I can't go. I'm, I can't shell out five grand or more to try and get there. Yeah. It was he tried planes, trains, and all. all was, he probably would have had to do something like that. Yeah, bet. You know, rent a car or that's a bus. That's what people are going to do from now on. And, and just, a, a get the boat and just sleep in the car then, and then drive back and spend a week. A great adventure. Only one night, anyhow. Yeah, so you're probably not going to be asleep for most of that night. That's uh, that's probably what it's going to be like for you or I if we ever wanted to do it. And it's criminal. Like it's you know we've seen the ticket allocation, the way it works. Seventy thousand people in the ground. I think thirty uh, combined thirty four thousand. I think or le- maybe even less was for the real fans of both. 
and then it's all corporate and most of them are probably free yeah. and these are the people with all the money sold into them you know what I mean have some fan specific hotels where it's like right it's usually 50 quid we're doing 100 quid for it. you'd kind of tolerate it. you'd go fair enough I understand but it's just ridiculous and it's sad now you know yourself the fans will always make it they'll always get there and good luck to them but you know, I'd love to be able to say I'll do one in my in my time, but at the same time, like one, they have to get there. But what price are they going to be if if I have to wait another ten years? I can only imagine, and it's something I want to do. But a lot of people are unfortunately going to be priced out of it. Yeah, is this happening more with even with football locally? If you want to, call oh, yeah. it in England, where normal fans are getting priced up. You've heard about the disgruntlement yeah, yeah. with Liverpool fans of outsiders, if you want yeah, to call it. Yeah. Uh, Every club. Foreigners coming in yeah. and, and, and uh, on the one-off trip yeah. and the locals can't get their season tickets and what have you. So uh, it, money seems to be getting a lot more important than yeah. the loyalty of the fans, isn't it? And the money is so big nowadays. I'm, I'm, I'm banging a drum here again as usual, but money is so big. I think ticket, if, when they balance their books, I think the ticket pricing or the money they gain for tickets is probably minuscule, I'd say, at this yeah. stage. So why can't they have half the ground or a quarter of the ground affordable? Affordable for the everyday fan. The guy who's down the road with his two kids and he might he might be able to bring them once a year at best Yeah. because he can't do it every week. You know, I think there's ways and means and the, club, the clubs are becoming more and more detached, more and more kind of away from the real people who make clubs what they are. Um, it's a bit it's a bit unfortunate okay let's talk about the final so yeah. how, how were you feeling before the final I was happy enough like my only biggest fear and I've said it to everybody and I might have even said it on this you know we, we talk every week so it's hard to remember everything you say but my only fear was whether Liverpool showed up or not um, I thought if we show up we're in, the, we're in it simple as that and I think because it's a cup it's a big difference everyone can uh, go on and on and on and on and on about Real Madrid being a massive club and this that and the other but it's like a fight it's a one off fight it styles make matches and I thought our style could really annoy them and frustrate them and we've I think it's 50-50 but my biggest problem was will we show up because we've frozen once or twice with some of the players that's in that team and that's all, that was my only fear um, for the first 20-25 minutes we were in it we weren't classically pressing and really frustrating because they are a good side but we were in it and we were looking slightly more the dominant side and it wasn't necessarily Salah doing all the damage it was just the team where and then Ramos was incredibly clever. You know, I, I'm not going to moan about him because it's what they do. Half the South America people in South America would be lauding over that more than Bale's goal because that is they love that stuff. Taking the guy out of the game and getting away with it. But do you, do you, do you actually think that he purposely went out to injure him though? No, no. but it happened. The opportunity happened. came and he took it. I think so. It, yes, he I, did. I, I don't think he went and purposely. I, I, I've seen a couple of people oh, he was taking him down I think end he, of story he was, he was fouling him I think he was fouling him yeah. I don't think he was out to injure him and and I'm not it, saying and, that either and it just led to an injury which yeah. was highly unfortunate yeah. and in, in all fairness in my opinion it ruined Liverpool's chances but it ruined it burst nearly, a lot of players' it nearly, bubbles it nearly ruined the Champions League because yeah. you wanted the two teams going head for head with all yeah. the players because even Ronaldo came over to him as he was walking out because he, kind of, he knows the story you know but uh, no it, it, the opportunity arose and I don't even think he realised he could do that damage but he was taking him down simple as that uh, one of them kind of clever fouls but it ended up being a brilliant foul for him because he, he took him out of the game Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be bitter about it at all you know as I said that's what they love to do with the Latin style players it's whatever it takes stuff we never see off the camera I'd say they kick and bite I'd say they do all sorts and that's all it was it was one of them moments and then it worked out even better for him because his shoulder whatever Were you disappointed in how Liverpool reacted after that? Oh yeah without a doubt a couple of the 
bubbles were burst and they never came back. Like Henderson disappeared. He was my biggest fear for weeks. I was like, he better show up. He's never shown up in the big game. He's Mr. Sideways, Mr. Safe. Roll up your sleeves. You're wearing that armband. Bloody prove it. Mm. And he was disappointing. I wouldn't be overly... I'm not going to go through the list. It, it just... It looked... I, and I wasn't really trying to pinpoint people, but one or two did seem to go, oh, we're in trouble now. Instead of kind of going, let's go. Yeah. You know, especially at halftime, Klopp should come in, right? Listen, you know, like, Lalana's no Mo Salah, but if he's fit, if he's back... Just be legs then. Be awkward. But I seen very little out of him when he came on. Mm. Maybe he's not fully recovered. Very little. Like, very hard to know. 100% it is. But it's like, this is the last. This is the last hurdle. You know, whatever's left, you have to roll, it, roll the dice. Is it though that, again, is this a mistake from Klopp that mm. he put Lalana in when he hasn't been there all Maybe season? Maybe not. Because that's the one thing I thought, right? He's obviously fit. And... Liverpool what they do is press and be and he wasn't doing it and I was like right is he fully is he fully fit or do you rather him than Solanke or whatever I don't know maybe you, I don't know you have Mane you have Firmino you mm. have Salah in fairness Liverpool's up turn in form has come because these players have stepped up a level from yeah. Lallana mm-hmm. so when you bring Lallana in don't yeah. expect to be at that mm. same level yeah oh no they're not like and but that's what I'm getting at. I would I wasn't expecting him to make any uh, replication of what Salah does. But I thought I'd get. I thought I'd, I'd see the legs. I thought I'd see the effort, and it didn't quite happen. But in, y- you could see it in some of the team, and maybe even the manager. You know, some of the some of the bubbles were burst, and it didn't quite happen. And a few player, and there was a few players that was like, "There's more in you." And come on, show me. Um, in that sense. And then maybe the goal, the first goal, could have really hit a home with a few of them going, geez, we're up against it now if we can't even, like, ah, the first goal's crazy. What, the, what, let's, let's talk about uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, and he's done now, God love him. What, it's, I mean, I looked at the game, I was in shock and disbelief on the first goal, I was even more shocked on the second one, because the second one was... You're talking about Bales overhead? No, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, the, the second, second mistake, mistake yeah. uh, Bale's overhead was it was brilliant, but the sec this, the third goal was it wasn't even schoolboy. It was just because I said it. it I said it watching the game. He's having a go here. Have a go, and I was delighted. Yeah. Thirty five, forty yards out, mm. straight down the barrel. Didn't wobble. But if you watch it, like this is me being the Liverpool fan, really trying to watch and trying to find out what it was. If you watch his hands, they're kind of they're half out. Then it looks like he's gonna they're put them together. F- yeah. And Parry, he kind of changed his mind a little bit, and all of a sudden his hands were nowhere where they should have been, and it went in. And I'm not saying that to defend him; it's I'm trying to get into his head. Why was it? Why did that happen? And he obviously must have. He had too much time, and he had a his brain just went into. I don't know. As you can see, he moved his hands for some reason. He I don't know. And classic Packy Bonanos was all about, you know. But his went through him. I got absolutely no satisfaction from watching their mistakes because yeah. I felt felt for him. Yeah, I, I was massive. Go, good for him because mm. that's going to destroy him. Absolutely He's destroy him. Destroyed. You know, Liverpool fans will not want to see him between the sticks next year. You know, and that, that's that now at this stage. Um, Klopp was decent afterwards. He says, "I don't need to say it." He knows himself. He's going to be heartbroken. I'm not going to sit here now and batter him on, on live on TV. And in fairness, he's dead right. You can you you just look at him and go, "Listen." Oh, unlucky uh, for you mate let's have a, a, a couple of opinions Mark Lawrence and, uh, and the five live team we're talking about uh, the end of the match <laughs> not one of the Liverpool outfield players has gone to the goalkeeper 
that tells you all you need to know. What on earth would you say to him, for goodness sake? I mean, I feel really, really sorry for him. And I think you expect the, second, the second error was worse than the first error, because the second error is we'd all would have stopped that. Yeah, but he hasn't, obviously, he doesn't mean to do anything like no. that. No. You would think somebody would go up to him. Well, that tells you, listen, every every picture tells a story. Why don't the players go, anyway, he's made mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I know, what a game to make. But you Actually, know, it's Real, it's Real, Real Madrid, Madrid players who've gone to carry it. Thank you very much, thank you very, very, very much. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Still, no Liverpool player has gone towards carries. Uh, Lovren is the nearest one. Uh, it's a member of the Liverpool backroom yeah, staff who's yeah. put his arm around him now. Carries is crying. But, you know, there's no comeback from that. There is no comeback from that. As a player? Well, no, but, you know, and as much as Klopp will say about him, that they'll look after him and everything like that, you hit the nail on the head before, Alan. The crowd won't have him. No. The Liverpool supporters just, they just bit, will not have him. In a nutshell, it's uh, it's even it's a very sad, uh, sad listening it's, to it. It, it, and it, I'm I'm not trying to make a bold statement here, but it's it's an it's an awful sad way to go out because I'd say they're probably banging the money. That'd be it. Yeah. And um, whether he be a number two next year, I don't know. Um, we wait and see. But then again, as I said to you, off air, um, watch the YouTube clip of Jack Butland's warm up there with England during the week. It was. This, his la- the last save was almost like that. It was just lazy, and his hands yeah. were up. And this is in, this is your goalkeeper training, your basics. This is what you're doing in training. That's what you're going to do on a Saturday. So, um, <laughs> the standard of goalkeeping in that sense, it's the the parrying drives me nuts. Yeah, you know, you look at um, Trent Alexander hit a thunderbolt, and fair play to Navas. Navas, he tucked it into a stomach and job done and yeah. most goalkeepers don't do that nowadays even though if you watch the bloody videos on YouTube of their training they catch everything yeah. and then when it comes to game day it's parry 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 and most of them are parrying into danger the problem was and it looks like that's what happened with Carries. if you watch it again you watch it, one of the clips ch- maybe change his mind his hands kind of are out and then they go in and you can see him getting his fists and he's going to and yeah unfortunately yeah I'm incredibly sorry for the, for, the, for the lad and yeah somebody should have been decent enough to get up there it goes to show you, like, maybe they were never happy with him and That's somebody with a heart should have gone in there and said, sorry, Paul, come on, let's go. Put the arm around him and drag him up. Put a post up last night about, obviously, you can't legislate for those mm-hmm. kind of mistakes as a manager, mm-hmm. but does does Klopp have to take some, uh, I suppose, responsibility for actually having him as his number one when he knows that those blunders are there all year. They're, they're, they're in his number two uh, as well, uh, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He hasn't addressed his goalkeeper situation. Yeah. He chose not to at the start of the season. Mm. He chose to go with the two again, yeah. even though for a full year the year before, mm. everyone was crying out for a new um, goalkeeper. I'm sure they went after somebody. I'm sure they had a look and it never happened. But, you know, I, if, to be honest, I thought it was clever. Um, I I wasn't writing Carrius off yet. He didn't do enough last year for me to kind of say he's crap, crap, and l- like everybody else. You know, keepers, especially coming over to England, it, football is a little different. It's a little bit more busier. It's a little bit more busier in your crosses compared to European football. It is a little bit different. We can always famously go back to De Gea. He didn't exactly go straight in and be the, the best keeper he is in the world as he is. And he got written off. Now, to be honest, he, the reason why he got written off last year because he, he started biting back. He bit back at one of the Nevilles, and I thought it was a clever move by Klopp going, yeah, 
one thing players don't do is get back on social media with people he started responding and that's when I was happy enough to see Klopp doing the right thing take him out Minile started to make a few mistakes this year and I was like right you're in for the rest of the year let's see have you got it and it, unfortunately he hasn't now and it's 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 bit them in the arse but deep down yeah it's 3-1 two of the goals were there but the brilliance of Bale as well thankfully that happened as well because oh, if it had been just them two Jesus it had been heartbreaking more heartbreaking this morning it's an unbelievable goal unbelievable yeah, credit where credit's due and another beautiful and moment poor El Ronaldo didn't get his headline grabbing winning goal because the fan came out to the pitch like, he, was that was good. <laughs> he was and you know what the top would have been off he yeah. would have made sure people remember him and in that little bit in me and I wasn't being a bitter Liverpool fan it was more being a bitter I'm delighted he never got the chance well I'm, I was delighted as well because <laughs> He, he, act- he actually did nothing yeah. in the whole game. Now, and that's not fairness, to be critically, Liverpool did a decent job on him. In fairness to him, what I will say is he was played out of position because he's not a wide player anymore. No. He is a centre forward no. and that's it. Yeah. But Benzema actually played fairly well yeah, in, yeah, up yeah. centre forward. Um, just, I just wanted to go back. Do, do you feel, because you didn't really answer the question, well, do, do you feel... No, I don't think so. You no. don't think... No, I think Kerry should have been the, the, the starting keeper. I think in recent form, not saying he's been brilliant, but he, he hasn't had a lot of that. He's like, Put it this way, the knives are out for him constantly. All he has to do is make one tiny mistake. What's he doing? What's he doing? Because it's our, one of our topics. Our keepers are terrible. Our defence is terrible. So that one mistake that every team makes every week gets missed. But at Liverpool at the moment, Lovren only has to make one missed tackle or, and they're terrible because yeah. it's what people remember now so, so personally is it just because though there, there's, there's been too, too many and every, every mistake from now on well yeah they're one of the big one they're one many. of the big teams and we're a great team to watch and people who aren't the Liverpool fans like we all do you start going right where, where are the weaknesses where are the gaps and that's ours and obviously in the defence you make a mistake you tend to concede a goal yeah. and it's like midfielders can misplace passes all through the game and never and get away with it because it, it might not always affect goals attacking or defending but yeah no he should have played I, he's, he's done enough to be the starter for that game so I wouldn't be over the critical of Klopp it'll just be decent to see how he treats him now I'd like to think this is where he might come to the fore and be a decent man manager with him but at the same time it's fairly certain he's not going to be starting uh, the first game of the season next year. Well, this is what Carius himself had to say. Loris, do you mind if we ask just a couple of questions for British Radio, please? Is that okay? Just could you just tell me how you're feeling tonight and what the the final what what, what it feels now that it's all over? Yeah, I don't don't feel anything right now. Um, I don't know. I, today I, I lost my team the game and. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for everyone. Um, I'm sorry for everyone um, from the team, from from the whole club. Uh, that yeah, that that the the mistakes cost cost dearly. Um, if I could go back in time, I would. Um, yeah, I just feel sorry for my team. Uh, I know I let them down today, um, and now yeah. It's 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 very hard right now, but um, that's the life of of a goalkeeper. Um, you you have to get your your head up again. But um, for now, I'm just yeah really sorry for for everyone that uh, those goals uh, cost us the, the the title basically. What did you say in the dressing room to your teammates, and what did they say to you? 
There's not much I have to say. Um, of course, everyone uh, tried to cheer me up, but um, uh, there was just um, silence everywhere because everyone was really disappointed. And yeah, it will take us a bit to to get over that, of course. When you with the second one, the long-range effort from Gareth Bale, what happened? Did it just move in the air? Did it move out of your glove? What happened? I just moved around a lot. Um, I tried to catch it. Maybe I should have just did it safer and just put it out of play instead of trying catching it. And then, yeah, I judged it a bit wrong and went in. Uh, as you said, if you've been affected by what's been going on, you can call 1-800. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I mean, you listen to that. Yeah. And, and I think it was important to listen to that because people have been yeah. talking about him and it's good for him to get his side of things yeah. out. But he can't, I suppose he can't be any more apologetic than he, than he is. He can't, yeah. he, you feel gutted for him. And, and he, he still has to be careful what he says because everyone's ready to jump down jump. his throat. Uh, like good luck to him like and hopefully like as we've said it's not in the greater scheme of things in life it's not the end of the world it's not but in his world it's crushed how, how long he has summer going to be it's going to take forever and he hasn't got a game next week to get over it no. and he mightn't have a game for a long time because yeah don't get me wrong I'm not saying he's gone out of Liverpool but if yeah but he's certainly not going to be starting and if he does go is he going to start and Forever he's going to be remembered. As you said, he can go off to one of these countries and be the best keeper in that league forever, but he'll always be remembered now, for it and it's good for him. And that's, that's defined his career. Just before we finish up, um, Liverpool, uh, people are going to remember the two mistakes and mm. they're going to say, well, we lost because of that. But is that a little bit of a scapegoat, as you said, for other players who, when nah. Salah went off, because they, yeah, they, they, like, they went 1-0 down to a mistake, they got back into it at one all. They were in the game mm. for most ha- most of the first half. They yeah. were the better side. Like I'm not gonna change my attitude or opinion on Liverpool because of one game. Like everyone, we all do it, and pundits do it. As soon as Man City got beaten, they're rubbish. They're not good enough against Liverpool. But when they won the league, they're unbelievable side. They're the best. But two months ago on live TV, you were slating them because Liverpool knocked them out. It's mm. it's, a, it's a cup competition. It doesn't define really who you are. But Liverpool's style at the moment is a cup team and a bit like Real Madrid. And in that sense, because we're a bit of a cup side, it was disappointing that we didn't quite hit our heights. And if we had, of, it could have been very interesting. We were threatening them for 20, 25 minutes to hit them. And we were in it. And we were the more, we were slightly ahead of them, if you know what I mean, in a boxing thing on point. And then unfortunately, when Salah went, a few of them were deflated and they never picked up. And that, that disappointed me, unfortunately. I've always had a fear, have Liverpool got enough big time players? I don't think we do hence why I don't think we still need a few more players in more in the more important competition which is the league we're still a few players away from really hanging on to the coattails of the two Manchester's because as much as people moan about how United play the way he plays is effective and it's it's about it's a results game so it's about them big game players who treat every game with the same respect Liverpool have showed up all year in, in Europe and in fairness they've showed up in a lot of games in the league they have but you know so we're still a few away do you think do you think a couple of them could have done slightly better that's what I'm asking yeah like you know in my opinion in these games certain things go out the window after a while and with 20 minutes to go that's when it's like oh, where's the character yeah. who's the guy that's going to do it and is that why Real Madrid went on and won it because they'd been there before they had ah, the character they had the they've seen every scenario mate yeah. and you've seen it even when Liverpool were slightly the better side the first 20 30 minutes Real Madrid didn't look too panicky yeah they were being chased down and stuff but if they're well drilled and Azana's good they should know that listen let them at it 
like let maybe maybe let them punch themselves out. They didn't look overly phased or worried or because for everyone where they got chased down, they were able to beat them once or twice. So it, it, they wouldn't have been bothered. They've seen it all, and of course, when they get their chances, they'll take them. And obviously, they have the superstars that can do the bit of brilliance. Oh yeah, what what Garrett Bale did, which is a tremendous goal. Um, you know, you can't beat that. So as I said, it's just yeah, Henderson. You're the, you're the skipper show me start running everywhere yeah. maybe do that one tackle and stand up and look at everyone going Are you, come on let's go out here yeah. with a bit of pride none of them did it no one did that one moment where you go right let's go just who cares we lose 4-1 just show me that let's go out with a blaze and I suppose it didn't happen when you have someone coming off the bench like Gareth Bale you know mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they had a serious bench. It's a, it's a, it's a like it's, it, it was always a tall order, but at the same time, if the if the right Liverpool and the right attitude and the right style had played, we were more than capable of being in the game. And it just didn't happen for all the various reasons and whatever. But you know, like I said, that last twenty minutes, I I wanted to see one lad maybe just do that one thing to drive drive the, drive the rest, and it just didn't happen. It was almost like they kind of knew, well, it's inevitable now, kind of thing. Unfortunately, and that kind of that was the one thing that annoyed me about Liverpool because I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be moaning about everybody. It was a great ride this year, and I still can't wait to see them in the first game of the season because their style is still going to be the same. And if the three boys are still up front, they're still going to be one of the teams to watch next year. So happy days. Just before we finish, Tony Cascarino had an opinion before the final. This mm. is not after the final. Before the final. Is it quite? Uh, is it quite accurate now after it's all over? No, 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 no. It's, it's more about the structure of it. I'll have a listen to it and then see what your quick opinion is. Then okay. I take the two semi-finals, fabulous two-legged games. I, I look at them and think, how many drab finals have I seen in recent years? And and I think it's a fairer test. You know, you go for all the preliminary rounds, you go for the group stages, you play home and away, then you get to the knockout stages, right? Home and away, and then you get to the final and you have a one-off game in Kiev, and then everybody gets ripped off. Everybody pays extortionate fees, hotels, travel, tickets. Do you know what? I'd love to say, do you know what? If you play at Anfield and you get fifty-five thousand there, and you play at Madrid. You get 80,000. There's 130,000 people who go and watch their clubs week in, week out, right. get the chance to see their team. 16,000 Liverpool fans have got tickets to go and see them in the Kiev. That's wrong, Jim. Mm. And mm. it's the same for Madrid. It's wrong. I think one-off games have been dreadful of late, and I think it's a much fairer test. Two-legged games, and it's been in the past, by the way. This is no- nothing new. I'm just getting a bit nostalgic like Bobby's with Dick Emery. I, <laughs> I'm getting nostalgic about, you know what? Champions League games, watching Tottenham play Juve in a two-legged yeah, affair, yeah, then yeah, watching yeah. Liverpool, Roma, and a, a lot more games. I think it's far fairer across the board, and then you don't have to wait for this stadium announcement of Kiev. I think, personally, it should be a two-legged affair. Sorry. What do you think? Two-legged affair? Um, we get, we I love change. 30 seconds on it. Yeah, I love change, and I love moving things around, And but that one, I'm not sure. Especially the fact that you're rushing me. I'm not sure. The one-off final is always the unknown. I understand the whole fan thing and we were moaning about it earlier on the extortion yeah. of prices in that sense you kind of go yeah fair point and that's where the balance act so I wouldn't say no but I'd be a bit I'd, unfortunately I'm going to sit in the fence in it for a little bit you're going to sit in the fence uh, I, from my point of view I still like the one off final I think yeah I think it's, it's the thrill a, it's, of the final man. Yeah. It's, it's a moment because what will happen is, is that you will have the first leg which won't mean as much as the second leg and it, it it could even be more boring because what if Liverpool had done a, what they did at Roma and Real Madrid and blitzed them four and five nothing? It's over. What's yeah. the excitement about going to Madrid? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think the one-off finals have to stay. The Super Bowl, the big events, the build-up, the one-off, the neutral venue. Uh, yeah, I, deep down probably, yeah, I probably think it'll have to stay. Hey, All right. In your face, Tony. Yeah, shut up, Tony. <laughs>
you Italian. <laughs> You've been a tremendous servant, just in case he ends up here. <laughs> Love you, Tony. Fancy peach? No. <laughs> <sighs> okay, it's nearly that's, over. <laughs> it's nearly over for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, we had um, Celtic have reacted. Oh, Did you hear the the allocation for the next one thousand tickets? Rangers are going to Less. give Celtic less because uh, because they are going to give them to their own fans. Uh, they said that they have. Um, They're uh, too loud, are they? No, too too many. Well, this is their their stance is is that they have more fans that who want to come in uh season ticket holders and okay which is i suppose fair enough because celtic have uh so instead of seven thousand they're only going to get six thousand now yeah yeah okay and so celtic have responded. what's their response exact same thing they're going to do the exact same thing so right. i don't think anyone wins out in in, in the long term by their own fans but i am it, beside myself it, 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 <laughs> You need to pick up now. Come on, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So I think it, it's, it'll be an interesting season next year because that side of things makes it more interesting. What's on the bloody pitch, doesn't it? And, yeah. and well, Liverpool with the Gerrard thing now, it's, it'll be a ah, yeah, bit it'll more be interesting. interesting all yeah. firm. As long as Rangers put up, put it up to Celtic, if they don't, um, I suppose just to add a bit of intrigue, the gap wasn't all that big this year if you look at it no, I think it was only 10 or 12 points I know that's massive but when it, it was like 30 or 20 or 30 last year or whatever it was mm-hmm. like and you know Aberdeen or I think did Aberdeen come second or the Rangers nick it in the end Aberdeen came second but the two of them are literally only about 10 or 12 points behind so it'd be yeah, interesting it's not that like, far for, for, for something that yeah exactly as dominant as they are so no it'll be interesting next year and of course it's going to be how, how's Gerrard going to do how is he going to f- uh, feature so no it'll be interesting 12 players that never won the Champions League you can see good ones. You can see one I can of tell them you there. One who did Jimmy? Now Jimmy Trevor. Jimmy Trevorrow. Yeah, he even got thrown in there. Did you see that the, the motivational? <laughs> thing Actually, by the way, a mate of mine put it up on WhatsApp, and I tell you what a what a spot. But the disallowed goal that Real Madrid got. Yes. And they show a camera of the the dugouts, and you can see Zidane and a few of the players come up. A fan absolutely stacks it behind the cameraman. I've seen it. It yeah. was brilliant. He's I never seen it. And I'm looking and looking next to me, and I was like, <laughs> some poor fella went over the over the barrier. But yeah, El Ronaldo obviously hasn't got one. Uh, uh, I don't even know if he was in a final. The original Ronaldo. I don't the think Ronaldo. So yeah, he was with Inter Milan and he left, and they, they, I think they won. And at Barcelona, I don't think they would have got to them heights no. under his when no, he was there. Even yeah. When he was with Madrid, they didn't. So yeah, actually, yeah, he was with Madrid as well. So he's with all the teams that could have won it. And, and he's number one. That's weird. Uh, Philip Koku, Koku. Now that could be because it. of the clubs he was with. They're right. all fairly big clubs, but never actually. He left just as <laughs> I suppose he was replaced by the likes of Iniesta, Xavi, yeah, and yeah. the teams who actually because Barcelona had only won it once, and that was in ninety two. Oh, ninety ninety two, yeah, oh, Ronnie Koeman. That's right, and free kick. Other than that, they had never won. You know, won the thing before. Yeah, it was so that it was, was the that was the first time at the promised land, and they were never really close all that much. No, before so that, they had their spell, mm. and uh, obviously he wasn't there, which is, is again Patrick, Patrick Vieira. 
You think he's he's gone to Inter Milan, Juventus? Yeah, he's a World Cup and a European Cup. Good luck to him. Well, that's it, yeah. But uh, still, big player. Canavero. Canavero. Considering he Real Madrid, Juve, Inter, all the big clubs. Yeah. It's it, it's sometimes about time and Fabregas. Uh. Of course, he went back to Barcelona at the peak. So of course he missed the boat. Of course, so he's obviously a, a jinx. Uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. <laughs> Never he missed the boat, Jesus, yeah. Crespo, uh, uh, of course, he missed out on that That was our final. fault. That yeah. was Liverpool's fault, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 do you want us to go back and relive that moment? Yeah, Fred? yeah, we were 3-0 down, it was all over. And uh, I cried that night as well, but there were different tears. <laughs> uh, of course, there's uh, Pavel Nedved. Great player. Some, I mean, these are all top quality players. Yeah, and it must player. have been just... And they were with Champions League winning teams. It just never happened. Yeah, Turan, Turan for Juventus. Yeah, of course, these would have been the same Balak. time. Balak would have been... Uh, Bayern, Chelsea. Huge. Uh, and of course, yeah. Ibrahimovic. No, who was prob- it was Zlatan. Zlatan. But he was with every club yeah. that you could think of. Maybe. And missed the boat. And missed the boat. So, and and he was with Inter under, uh, under Mourinho, but it must have been the year after or something. Because they, they went it the first year. The year before. And, right. he, and he left. So he was with and of course the great man himself, Gigi Buffon. Ajax, who have won many. Yeah, Juve, Milan. Juve, Milan, PSG, and Manchester United. And uh, now, of course, LA, the Galaxy. LA Galaxy won't win it. So. And he slapped somebody in the face. <laughs> like seeing it sent off. Stood on his toe and how dare you swipe? <laughs> he thinks he's a god. Your man didn't even mean. I am Zlatan. Yeah. Did you see him on uh, James Carden? Yeah, very good. And remember the old Zoltar machine yeah. from Big Ed? Yeah, yeah. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar. Uh, so. <sighs> yeah are we getting the, the, the World Cup's coming that's all that matters well that, that, that's going to be highly interesting so Liverpool's it? gone for me for a few weeks and can take a break and listen I'm going to say it because it is a positive thing it doesn't matter I enjoyed the ride this year great season great entertainment I, I, we always want trophies and we always want things but I've been entertained this year and I can't complain um, so happy days uh, so we're not allowed to discuss Liverpool next week because they've got a lot of time for May and June. Sure, now I'm an Egypt fan for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, in Egypt. Hopefully the Mo is back. As we said, there's a lot of people, players left out of squads. Yeah. So how does that leave you with who you think um, could win it? On paper, um, probably the strongest looking squads would be your Brazil, probably France and always Germany Germany looked decent again um, is there anyone going to be breaking in that don't know like, like Belgium are like, as what one of the lads said yesterday they're like the new Holland are they ever going to click even yeah. though on paper it looks lovely and they look like the new up and coming team if they click will they, will they break that mould it's hard to tell you, you want to see teams like that do it once in a while so it's more a hope I don't know whether they will now but Belgium have a, a good looking squad if you know what I mean it'd be nice to see them um, and then if there's any surprises on the, on the outside I don't know yeah. I don't know um, see um, like Argentina as well it's going to be huge because as much as Messi tries to play things down I'd say he's ruthless behind the scenes oh, he I'd wants the Ballon so. d'Ors he wants all them and I'd say it killed him seeing Ronaldo win a, a major trophy with, with Portugal because that's something that he has over him and considering Portugal or considering Argentina on paper would always be a better team than Portugal mm. that really annoyed me and they've never been close they haven't won a, he hasn't won a Copa America or nothing that's because they're not a better team yeah well obviously now you can exactly. better individuals maybe but, but yeah um, so it'll be interesting like I think Icardi who's the top out. scorer and he's yeah. been left out because obviously and his agent his wife came out and said <laughs> uh, he'll be there in the next World Cup Maybe because Messi won't. Yeah, well, so this is it. It's kind of like, it looks like it's the last Me- chance to learn. There's a lot of talk that Messi was very influential on that decision. So There you go. It was the same at Barcelona when he brought in Valverde or whatever his name yeah. was and he failed. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the player peril that's around. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see with Argentina. He, will he show up? I know 
he should have a better supporting cast. That's probably the best way to say it compared to Ronaldo. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of effort he's going to put in because yeah, this yeah. is it for him and he can he'd love nothing better than to lift that trophy and kind of say yeah now I'm number one again kind of thing ok well we, we have some. and Russia will probably be a decent shot as well because it's in Russia and who knows what they pa- might get up to oh yeah 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 it's fixed <laughs> so it's you fixed. never know <laughs> now next week we will have Kieran Borkin uh, to discuss uh, journalist uh, yeah. for League of Ireland uh, website he's with Longford Town uh, oh, what's the name of it? Longford Town Podcast and uh, something under the stripes or yeah. something under the stripes. And he will be in to discuss uh, League of Ireland and the lack of coverage in the first division. So that should be an interesting. If anyone has any opinions on that, absolutely, send on an email or a Facebook message. Enjoy okay. the rest of the Bye. day. Bye. I want you to stay here beside